What's going on, everybody? It is Chris Aiken from the Classic Metal Show, as well as Aftershocks TV. And just wanted to remind you before we get to this next episode that my first ever book, Little Victories, A Tale of Divorce, Debauchery, and Finding Happiness, is still available on Amazon.com and at my website, Chris Aiken Books. If you're going through a divorce or a bad breakup or whatever, uh, this is going to be surprising because it's not just me telling dick jokes, but it's a fun book, but it's a very heartfelt book, and it's one that, uh, yeah, if you've gone through anything ugly, you can definitely relate to it, and maybe it'll help you get through it if you're going through it right now. So check it out, Little Victories. It is available now, Amazon.com or Chris Aiken Books. Know what else is available right now? This episode that you actually came here to see. release it is george lynch featuring only logan on lead vocal mick brown on drums anthony esposito on bass guitar with uh she's so evil but she's El- that's the l mob right yeah the l mob or the new west no it, it'll always be the lynch mob to me <laughs> it's the l mob i don't give a shit what george is saying these days it is what it is, man. It was a lynch mob. Everybody accepted it. It was not a big deal until somebody made it a big deal. Right. And uh, that's why I played that song, because I wanted to get into the uh, little bit of a tidbit of an interview that you did with uh, George this, uh, this week. Sure. And I saw that it uh, kind of made its way out into the uh, music uh, news wires. It has done well on the news wires. It has. 18,000 views on rumble. <laughs> That's kind of funny. Would you like to see the video of it too? Because George actually had a good camera. Unlike really? Yeah. George, I mean, he's clear and let me, let me pull it up here. All yeah. right. You want me to play the, yeah, I would like to see it because I, I was just going to play the audio from my end, but if you've got the actual video, why not? I have two segments. I have first, I have the, him announcing the new band name. And I also have the segment that you you want to hear about the talking about the um, changing the name and why and mm-hmm. you know it's inexcusable to use this name today. Yeah, which would why? you like to hear first? Why? Because the the standards have changed, and because you know somebody else told you that uh, you know this is no longer acceptable. That's it. Wh- which right. video would you like first, the name change or the other one? The other one first, and then we'll get into the name change. All right. Let me go back to here. And George Lynch changes his band name. George Lynch on If People Harassed Him for the Name Lynch Mob. Oh, my God. Let me go in here. and I'll, oh, Hold, please. I'm pushing the wrong buttons. I wish I wish we had a hole on this show like uh, Anthony oh. talked about earlier because she could go, oh, my God. Horrible. All right, here you go. This was me and Matt on um, uh, Wednesday, I think it was, or Thursday, one of them days. I think it was Thursday. Yeah, with George Lynch. That's George Lynch there at the little top button. So there he is. So here we go. Well, George, I got to ask about the whole Lynch mob thing. I mean, did people really just not get that your name is Lynch and actually harass you over the band name i mean i I certainly understand the connotation in 2021 that it's uh you know it's not politically correct or whatever but i don't look i've been a fan for 
30 however many years since the first record and never once did i think of of it as a even a social thing i think most myself and probably most people thought of it as well it's this group of guys and here's the ringleader george lynch it's the lynch mob no? I, was, I was playing providence rhode island and uh really cool downtown section old town you know and just all these neat little restaurants and and, and very interesting town you know very ethnically diverse and i love that you know and culturally diverse and, and uh the, the the venue it was a theater and i was walking from the hotel to the theater for sound check okay. in the afternoon and uh you know just checking everything out and there was this food bank kind of thing i went into the food bank and i grabbed some some strawberries just because i'd never been to a food bank no, right. Stop that right there <laughs> Why is George Lynch going into a food bank? Maybe they didn't have a good rider that night. Uh, see that, that to me is bizarre that George Lynch is going into a food bank. Now, if anybody is familiar with food banks, th those are for people who are indigent and, you know, maybe can't afford groceries. Mm -hmm. Why is that even a fascination with George Lynch to go? I've never been to a food bank. Well, why would you, George? You you've made millions of dollars in your career. Why why would you even think, hey, I've never been to a food bank. I think I'll go in there and sample some of the groceries. Maybe. You know, the, the most most at least what I understand, and I've never been to a food bank because, you know, thank thank God, and I and I said God with a capital G. The, the the one who watches over us all, regardless of your thoughts. But uh, you have been very fortunate because you've had a very good career, you know, based on your talents that you were given uh, to be a guitarist and, you know, be innovative and be able to write songs and be able to perform and, you know, all these things. Why are you going into a food bank? I, I don't get that. I don't get that at all. It's just like, why are you doing I went in there to get some, some strawberries. strawberries. What are you talking about? He's one you, with the people, Neely. He's, he's, uh, he's down with the people. He's not a, he's not a hippie. He's not like a, he's not like a roving bum. You know, he's George Lynch. He's got a career. He's got you know, skills and a record deal. And he, he's performed in front of millions of peoples and made millions of dollars. And he's going into a food bank that typically people who are down on their luck, as it were, go there because they can't afford groceries. And you're going in there sampling the strawberries. What the <laughs> fuck are you thinking? I, I just don't get that at all. I, I get, I don't get that at all. Dude, it's creative music. It's, it's did it? Did it? Did it? Did that? Did that even um, occur to you at all when you heard him say that? You know what? He's such a he's such an artsy guy that it really didn't shock me at all to hear it. it, it well, it wasn't. It's not shocking for me. It's just I don't get it. It, remind, like, it reminded me a lot of when we were playing the audio of Nikki Six talking about going out into the homeless into the homeless areas of towns to to give the homeless guys 20 bucks so he could take fucking pictures of them 
like like he's given back like he feels <laughs> like he's given back by being there and i don't know dude i again george george I, he was very nice in this interview yeah, i'm going okay. to state that he was i'm going nice. to make a statement here as well okay. i was out on the road a year ago this month or last month rather in march yeah and I was out in Texas and Louise or not Louisiana, but, uh, Mississippi. Mm -hmm. And I was out with Doc and, and, um, Lynch mob for three shows. It was, uh, you know, it was, um, uh, what was it? Biloxi, Mississippi, Midland, Texas, and El Paso, Texas. And George, you know, George's Lynch mob opened. For all three shows, which was cool. And I, I've never had a friendship or relationship with George. You know, I, I've met him many times over the years, but he's kind of always been a real standoffish type person. Mm -hmm. But because he saw me night after night with Don and Don was very, very complimentary of me helping him, you know, helping Don right. because, because of Don's surgery and all that. Mm -hmm. George was very, very nice to me. Okay. And, and I'll state that George was very nice and we kind of like actually struck up a little bit of a friendship a little bit. Okay. I won't say that I'm like soul brothers with him or anything like that, but George has never been a very embracing guy. Never. I mean, in all the years in 20 plus years of, you know, crossing paths, paths with George. He's not the most accommodating guy. I, I, I'll admit that. But in the three days that I was out on the road or the four days that I was out on the road, he became very friendly with me. And, and I was actually surprised about that. And I got nothing, nothing ill to say about George because he's one of my most favorite, favorite guitarists. You know, and he's a very skilled guy. Love Lynch Mob, obviously. Love Dokken. Uh, I like I like his, you know, what he does as a musician. But but this is just very weird to me that uh, he's telling the story about going to a food bank <laughs> when he's when he's playing some gig at a, at a local venue and go, yeah, I've never been to a food bank before. It's just like, well, why would you, you've had the great, um, benefit, <laughs> the benefit of capitalizing on your skills as a guitarist to, to make a very lucrative living. Why would you go to a food bank? There, there would be no reason for you. You're not destitute, but it, that, that just sounded weird to me. And, and I guess, I guess morbid curiosity might be the only answer for that, you know, but to go in why well, I, I just went in there to get some strawberries. It's like, what, what are you talking about? Well, but that's just me. I, that, that was the takeaway from that comment. I was just like, that is very weird for me to, to hear, to hear somebody who is, you know, made a shitload of money, whether he still has any of it or not, that's a, that's a different story. But, but the, to, to think that George is going into a food bank and getting strawberries where homeless people would normally get strawberries. 
I just don't get it. I'm going to play devil's advocate, or not even okay. devil's advocate here, but I'm going to play different advocate here. This is this is just my my thought for the minute. And, okay. And this is based on nothing. And again, I'm going to state for the record that George was super cool, the coolest he's ever been with me. Yes. On, on and, 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 I, and I get and I gathered that after listening to the clips, and I was just like, yeah. "Wow, George was very uh, relaxed and very well, am- amenable to you and your questions." And you know, very cool. And and George has been on this show at least a half a dozen times over the years. Mm-hmm. And, you know, again, George, George is kind of a, uh, I don't want to, I, I don't know what exactly how to describe him, but he is not the most warm person to uh, embrace, I guess. Mm-hmm. No, that's fine. No, it, here here's here's my here's my point though and take this for whatever it's worth it has nothing backing at all nothing is backing this at all other than it's a theory george knows people are going to ask him on this interview run about this lynch mob thing george needs a story george has a story okay whether it's real or it's not it's the story george george has all right, maybe, 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 maybe that this whole thing is concocted to face the narrative that he doesn't want to actually say, which is, I don't want to fucking not be able to play my gigs because people will whine about the fucking name in 2021. All right, so he's Joe Biden. Maybe. I, again, nothing at all. Uh, I have it, no it, It's just think. your observation. I yeah. get that. And again, this is not being accusatory or thinking that, you know, you know anything because, because personally, I don't know anything at all. I don't know anything at all. all. All I can say is a year ago in March, when I was out with them, George was extremely friendly and very kind to me. And obviously in this interview that he had with you. When listening to this, I was just like, wow, George, George was really friendly. He was, he was, and this is the story he told and for better, for worse, this is the story. Okay. Fair enough. All right. Let's play a little more. All right. There we go. Talking to these people and it was like a group of black guys and they were sitting at him just, you know, just up by the sidewalk and everything. And I, and, and, and we started talking and I told him. I felt a little weird, weird about it, but I, I was like, told him what I was doing and, and I invited him to the show and stuff. And, and they're like, oh man, I can't, I'm black. I can't go see some band called Lynch. <laughs> <laughs> and then everything happened, you know, and that's happened. The things like that have happened to me like dozens of times, you know, right. I've got to the point where I would show people, I would preempt my revealing of the name of the band. Are you in a band? What's the name of your band? And I'll be like, I'm going to show you my ID first. Okay, here's my driver's <laughs> license. Now, and then I fuck, stop doing that. And I just start telling people, you know, at the airport or whatever, you're in a band. And we're walking through the airport and they have guitars on us. And no, no, we're called docking. I just, <laughs> or makeup. I just got tired of explaining it and it felt bad. Now, do you, do you buy all this? No, I don't. Not at all. See, I, I, I think again, I, I agree with your assessment that it was just like, <sighs> 
I don't know why people are so afraid to stand up and go, yeah, my name's George Lynch. This is, and I'm going to relate this to Stephen Piercy. Okay. Stephen calls his group of guys, whoever it is that's playing with him today, he calls them the rat bastards. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, this is my Lynch mob. Yeah. You know, I'm George Lynch. These are my guys. These are the guys that I play with. We are the mob. We're the Lynch mob. Yeah. And and that's all that needs to be said. It's like, oh, your name's George Lynch. Oh, yeah, I get it. Oh, I'm, you're Stephen Piercy of Rat. Oh, these are your rat bastards. Oh, oh yeah, cool. Yeah. The, you know, I get it. It's rock and roll. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get that. But but to, to, to sit there and kowtow to current um, political correctness, uh, that's just weak. I agree. I, I mean, and again, this is the story. Like, like I said, he knew going into this round that this was going to be an was going to be a question. Yeah, of course. But but again, I, I I commend you for just flat out asking him straight up yeah. what story here but but this whole oh well i ran into some black guys and they were down and out and i told them lynch mob and they were just like oh fuck that man i don't get that i I don't believe that and and, and, i mean what was i gonna do go you know what george it was so brave of you so bold (laughs) you bad you know tell us why you changed the name of the of the band mr bold guy is that what i'm gonna ask him no because i don't buy that I, I, again, it's hit, and, and this is the weird thing because I, this bugs me. It bugs me because I hate how, what a pussified society we're in. And I don't like some of the things that George has done that has helped perpetrate it. I'll just be honest. I don't like him whining about being afraid of his own fans at Sturgis. I, I'm still pissed off about that as a fan of his, that he would say such a thing. He doesn't have to agree with this with the with the politics. But this is a guy that has been nothing but worshipped by those people that were in front of him for 35 fucking years. They're they're blue collar workers. These yeah. are guys that make their living with their hands. They yeah. they work in the steel mills, they work at the car factories, they they turn a wrench for a living and they listen to, you know, George Lynch or Dokken music and they go yeah, that kind of represents me, man. I get that. You know, fist in your face, rock out, you know, fuck yeah, you know. And he goes, you know, I was so scared playing for five shows at Sturges, you know, because I was afraid these fucking guys were going to kill me because they were Trump supporters. Yeah. And, fuck you. And meanwhile, they were, they had the same belief systems well before Donald Trump. True. So unless you stayed on the bus the whole time and you never spoke to anybody, you sort of knew that was out there anyway. I was afraid for my life. These guys were going to pull a gun and kill me. Shut up. And that's going to kill you because you were playing blue collar music. You, you know, stop it with that because you're, you're allowing your political views to be interjected into what you perceive to be their political views and it's a they're gonna kill me what what are you dime bag daryl some guy gonna break in and just kill you on stage yeah, shut well, up 
guess what? Dimebag wasn't killed because of his politics. Enough said. <laughs> you know, I, I'm quite sure that Nathan Gale didn't have a political dispute with Dimebag. No. You know, I, I mean, it was a fucking nut and it happened. And George, George saying that, well, there's a lot that you can pick apart. First of all, if you were so scared, why would you play it? If I was truly scared to go and do so, like if I knew I had to go work in a bullet factory where they just randomly shoot bullets any which direction three an hour, I probably wouldn't go there to, to work in the bullet shop. You know what I mean? He's not afraid. He, he, he certainly wasn't so afraid they wouldn't take the money. So take the money and shut the fuck up about the, about your fans. They're your fans. They're not, believe me, George, when I tell you this, there was nobody at Sturgis that came there so that they could hold up a Trump sign and say, you don't believe what I believe, mister. Now play Mr. Scary. <laughs> That's not what was going on there. I guarantee you it was a bunch of fat, drunk bikers, hands in the air, singing wicked sensation and river of love. Right. That's what it was. Yeah. You know, there was nothing to be scared of except your own fucking overwatching and overbelief of everything that the fucking dumb fuck media spits in your face. Stop watching CNN, George. Stop watching news in general. Yeah. Stop watching to... MSNBC. I don't those, even want those, to... those people were there to hear River of Love and Wicked Sensation and all that other stuff because yeah. it was like, yeah, blue collar rock, man. Yeah. That represents me because I work with my hands all day and I build bikes and I, yeah. you know, craft steel and I, you know, work on cars at, at the Chevy dealership, you know? It's a, they, they don't give a shit about, oh, no. Donald Trump. You know when they give a shit? When you make it an issue. Nobody, up until musicians started spouting off about their fucking politics, nobody cared. Nobody knew. Other than, I mean, honestly, other than a very select few, U2, Pearl Jam, Rage Against the Machine, Public Enemy, you know, for most of your life, did you know the politics of any of your fucking bands? And you shouldn't. You should. Oh, I agree. You shouldn't. But, but I mean, did you? No, of course not. And, and I watched a video today about uh, Johnny Carson. Mm -hmm. Johnny Carson was the late night king, as it were. No one knew that guy's political views because he didn't make it an issue. He, yeah. he, I don't know if Johnny Carson was a liberal or a, a conservative or what he supported or what he was against because he never made it an issue. Right. But to not, you know, today, you know, I don't even know what the late night shows are anymore because I have never watched a one of them, but, but it's all anti, oh, I hate Republicans. Oh, I hate Donald Trump. Oh, I hate this guy and this guy, you know, and, and they make it very clear where their solidarity lies or, or you know, uh, aligns with, but mm -hmm. uh, a guy like Johnny Carson, who ruled the air for what, 40 years. Yeah. He never once even leaned in one direction or another. He just kind of like, just did what he did. And he was kind of neutral, 
But and that's the same thing with the whole musician thing. It's just like whether it's you know Bruce Springsteen or John Bon Jovi or George Lynch. It's just like stop with the partisanship. It's like you guys create music that people love, no matter what side of the fence that they lie on. Even even my friend Don Dawkins. It's just like he he's told me on you know on a level. He's just like. I know that half of the, you know, the U.S. anyway, you know, leans one way and other people lean the other way. I'm going to try to avoid that thing because I'm going to alienate half of my fans. Mm-hmm. And, and when you're a rock band, typically rock kind of appeals to the blue collar fans, you know, the, the, you know, the hardworking, hands-on, middle-class, Midwestern people, those people relate to your music the most, and they're not the ones to go, oh, well, you know, George Lynch, he's he's a big liberal. You know, nobody would even know that unless you made that known. Well, and that's the point. The point is you're scared of playing your gigs, but you're the reason you're scared of playing your gigs. That's the whole reason he's afraid of playing his gigs because he put his his he put his politics out there. Yeah, he did. It's not the fans. The fans, you know, dude, I'm, I'm gonna give it to Metallica. As much as you know, we all support our bands. Metallica, they come right out and say we're not sharing what we do politically. And again, and they I, don't. I, I respect them for that. And yeah. the thing is, is to be honest with you, to this day. I can't even tell you yeah. how James or Lars or, or Robert or, or even, um, Kurt, Kurt lean. I have no idea what their political thoughts are because they have never once no. espoused any kind of political thoughts at all. I, no. I don't even know what they're thinking to be yeah. honest with you. And that's what it should be. And you know what? I guarantee you this. They're a bigger band than George Lynch. They're not afraid to show up at their gigs in every city, in every country in the world. There's no threat there. Why? Because they don't make it an issue. And to be honest, George's fear here is nonsensical. You know, George Lynch has probably played 10,000 gigs in his life. Of course he has. I'm going to bet he's played at least 100 gigs in fucking Sturgis or in South, South Dakota, right? Is that where Sturgis yeah. is? Yeah, of course. Yeah, he's played at least a hundred times in South Dakota. Never once held up at gunpoint by a guy going, Trump, Trump, orange man, Trump. Yeah, fuck you, George. You don't support Trump. I'm going to kill your ass. Yeah, it's never happened. No. It's never happened. Nobody's ever come up to him and said, hey, Mr. Shadow Train, I'm for abortion. Fuck you. Or whatever. Yeah. Or whatever he's against. You know, I mean, that shit is not happening. Just don't make the and and think about this, dude. And this is so easy to do. George could have easily, if he wanted to change the name of the band, he could just do it. Why does it have to be a publicity stunt that is stunted around his politics? He did that. He came out and said, I'm no longer going to tour as lynch mob because of this or that or this. 
George Lynch has 50 bands. All of them have different names. KXM, Microdot, Souls of We, George Lynch. Um, was Wicked Alliance one of his, or is that Jakey Lee? I can't even remember. I, you know, to be honest with you, he's done so many things. I can't even remember what he's done. Sweet Lynch. Yeah, of course. You know, he's got um, he's got the one with um, Corey Glover, whatever that band is called now, the new one with Corey Glover. He's got a million fucking band names. If George Lynch just came out with George Lynch and the Funky Four or whatever <laughs> fucking name he came up with, right? And and it had Oni Logan in it, and it had Esposito in it, and it had whatever drummer was in it. That, nobody's going to even question it, and if they do question it, his simple answer could be, "Well, the Lynch Mob should have always been the original fucking four, right?" And that's the end of the discussion, and it's not political, and it doesn't cause you any grief for anybody, right? Well, he shouldn't have made an announcement. That's that's yeah. the whole thing. It's just like if you wanted to retire George the Lynch, Lynch Mob, yeah. just, just don't use it anymore. Yeah, we don't need this five-minute explanation of it that comes from picking strawberries at the fucking homeless shelter. <laughs> you know, and, and 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 that's the first thing. And second thing, I have all kinds that I could pick apart about this. You know, do you really think that while he was sitting around at the food kitchen, the you know, at the at the, at the, the homeless the food bank, the food bank, do you really think that these these broke guys came up to him and said, Hey, what's, what are you doing here? Are you in a band? And he's like, yeah, I'm in the rich mob. Yeah. You know? And, but Hey, do you guys want some tickets? <laughs> sure. Do you think that scenario plays a little weird to me? I'm in the food bank hanging with the poor people, but I'm offering tickets. Like I'm the king. So why am I eating the fucking poor people's food? And these guys aren't going to get pissed. These guys, look, you, you, you live in Chicago. You see, uh, I, I live outside of Chicago, but yeah, you, you see the people that are, that are prime candidates for the food bank. Correct? Yeah. The, the indigent as it were, Yeah, you see those people, right? Sure. If some guy says, Hey, I've got tickets to the show. Is he nice guy doing good? Or is he target to be robbed the second he walks out of this place? Well, I, I see that as being targeted, be robbed, but I also see that as being patronizing. Yeah, exactly. It's just like, oh, well, you're too poor to afford a ticket, so I'm just going to give you a ticket because you're poor. Yeah, and I ate but, your strawberries. Yeah, so so I'm going to highlight your uh, economic uh, position here. And I'm just going to say that you're a poor man. And again, I don't know that this story is not true. I, I'm going to take George at his word, but it reads a little funky to me. Well, I agree. And again, I, again, I'm not, I'm not going to doubt the veracity of this story, but I'm going to say that uh, this is a little bit, and, and I hate to say the T word trumped up. Yeah, it is. All right, go ahead. Here we go. All right, here's some more George. I about saying it, and it just started bothering me to the point where, listen, I've been able to rationalize the name. I understand 
the connotations as we all do and i also understand it's my name i know black people with the last name lynch <laughs> right mm -hmm. and yeah. the other george lynch is a basket you know mm -hmm. basketball player right. man of color you know and, yeah. uh, all right stop <laughs> <laughs> I I know pe black people with the George Lynch. So so again, this is always this is always tiptoeing around the black people. Well, Andy tripped himself up over his own stereotyping because he he immediately said, "Well, the the other George Lynch is is the basketball player." Yeah. <laughs> well, or, well, does that mean he's a black guy, or does that mean he's a basketball player? Well, again. It, it, it's always the sensitivity toward, oh, well, the black people. It's just like, why are you so afraid? Well, yeah. What what are you afraid of? And, and again, somebody that I like as a person and who is, God forbid, black mm -hmm. is our good friend Jericho Green. Yeah. You know, Jericho comes on this show periodically because we invite him and he always likes to come on and he seems to have a good time. And between you and I, and, and I can't speak for you, but me personally, I don't look at Jericho as a black guy. I just see him as a dude. He's just yeah. a dude that just, you know, he's gets it. He's funny. He's, you know, kind of a, you know, he's a character. Yeah. And I don't go, oh, well, let's let's invite on Jericho Green, the black guy. No, I, I invite Jericho Green on because he's just a guy that gets it. Yeah. Well, dude, you're right. And and it's funny. George is doing all this apologizing. And then I look at this. Look at, can you see where the mouse is on the screen? Yes. Doesn't this look like a guy in blackface? <laughs> Honestly. Doesn't it? It does. Looks like a guy in blackface. It does. I agree. On the cover of their new album. I didn't edit that. That's the way it looks on the album. <laughs> so when he was saying all this stuff about, you know, black this and racial stuff that, I was like, dude, you got a guy in blackface on your cover. Yeah. What What are you afraid of? Yeah. Why are you so afraid? I don't know what his deal is, but all right, let's play a little more. Um, but you know, I, I, I you know, it's not, it's not a, a it's not a, a to the point of being able to rationalize anymore. Sure, I could get away with rationalizing. I'm just not comfortable with it, and especially the world is turning for the better. I think, you know, uh, and I think all this stuff needs to be dealt with. Hopefully, you know, we can deal a pretty heavy death blow to all this racism shit. Right. I, I doubt that we'll be successful, but I, I don't want to be even a small part of this problem in any freaking way whatsoever. Because I'm see, and I'm I'm actually I'm actually going to agree with him on that. I I I understand his point that he doesn't want to be part of the fucking problem. All right, and I and I'll and I'll give him respect for that. If that was if he would have stopped with all the strawberry horse shit. And just come right to that point in here and said, you know what? The deal is I'm changing the name because I don't even want to be perceived as part of the fucking problem. I just want to play my music and that's it. I got a lot more respect for that answer. Well, I agree. But but here here's the thing that I disagree with. Okay. He is under the perception that there is a large racist issue in this country. Right. 
and there really is not. No, there's a large racist issue on CNN. That's my point. Mm-hmm. They 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 make this issue that is not an issue. It's not an issue, mm-hmm. but but they but they use it as a way of trumping up a and you know some kind of way to sell something, mm-hmm. and it's not. You know, I deal with people who are quote unquote. I'm going to use a Jericho Green uh, quote. Mm-hmm. People of color all the time, and they talk to me. You know, they don't look at me as well. Here's a long-haired white man. Yeah. They just go, "Thank you, Mister Wendell, for helping me." You know, do whatever it is that they want to do. Mm-hmm. I don't look at them as black. No. I just, I just like, hey, there's a dude or person that's looking to do this, that, and the other, and I don't give a shit what their their races or what color their skin is or anything and it's the cnn's of the world or the msnbc's of the world who make this an issue and it's not an issue it really is not an issue in real life situations it's not an issue and i'm sure a lot of people are in our audience that go yeah i I deal with people all the all day long black white you know yellow green red (laughs) whatever it is. And I don't sit there and go, man, you're a black person. I'm going to have to treat you differently than everybody else. Yeah. I don't, I don't believe that for a minute. I'm with you. Not a minute. Mm-hmm. All right, here we go. All right, go ahead. You know, it's just, it's got the point made me so uncomfortable that listen, I don't care if I suffer financially. I don't care. You know, the repercussions. I don't care if people give me crap. I'm just, personally done with it it just doesn't feel right anymore and it's long overdue and i gotta say that when i first named the band lynch mob in 1989 the guitar player from living color was an esp endorser i'm an esp endorser and stop 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 what does that mean an esp endorser I think he means endorsed by, and he just said endorser. He's an endorsee, not an endorser. Because if he's an endorser, that means, oh, he endorses ESP, which maybe he does. But I think what he's trying to say is that ESP endorses him. Okay. And same with. um, So he's talking about the guitar company. Yeah. ESP. Endorses him and endorses Vernon. Uh, Okay. All right. Fair enough. I think he didn't use the right word, but. I think that's what he meant. I, I know a lot of people call it SB or ESP or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, but the guitar company. Yeah. Uh-huh. ESP. Yeah. The, the, they, they endorse him and the guy from Living Color. Yeah, Vernon Reed. All right. I got it. Okay, go ahead. Here we go. Can't be on the same label as the guy with the names of Dan Lynch. Mom. I thought that was a little ridiculous at the time. I now play with Corey Glover, his singer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> on another project, mm-hmm. the Ultraphonics, and and we've spoken a couple of times, and I think you know we he understands that how I feel about things, and and we have a you know we can speak to each other, and we're on sure. the same page. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's just that he set up an interview. He asked me if I would be in, willing to do an interview with the Village Voice, which I did. Okay. And the the the, the interviewer was a, a, a young 
woman of color and she didn't want to talk about anything but the name <laughs> and just was wanted to drill down drill down and i remember that interview i'll never forget it and i was just kept trying to explain it and i and i was being if i had to be completely honest with myself i was rationalizing i'll say well you know i'd use every rationalization in the book it's my last name it's uh cowboys you know uh strung up cattle rustlers i mean you know on and on all the silly shit but the elephant in the room is it's about that and that's the way mm -hmm. people perceive it and it's wrong and i would want to be part of it anyway and that's it all right so here it is he's going it's wrong mm -hmm. he, he more or less just uh validates that it's wrong it's like no it's not wrong it's my name this is my gang of guys they back me as a guitarist who has a notable reputation as george lynch yeah. i said it lynch and they're my lynch mob i.e rat bastards and she goes well, she keeps drilling down on it, drilling down on it. It's like, okay, well, that's my name. Should I change my name legally because the word Lynch is in it? But the thing is, is that uh, Clint Eastwood, you know, obviously was in a movie called Hang Them High, Hang Them High, rather. Mm -hmm. And it was, you know, there was a lot of quote unquote lynching in that movie should they change that movie's name should they delete that movie should they say oh well they were hanging people in that movie no he was george lynch he was trying to uh capitalize on his name and uh you know at the time it was just this is the lynch mob this is my mob this is i'm george lynch and and I get it, and you were very cool about uh, pointing that out. But the fact that somebody wants to make a quote unquote a uh, politically correct statement about this, mm -hmm. it, it doesn't make any sense. Because if you were just sort of some dude, let's let's just say Chris Aiken, yeah, and you put together a band called Lynch Mob, it wouldn't make any sense, right? It's like, what are you trying to say? But this is George Lynch. This is a guy who is a name. He's he's notable. He's a guitarist. He's, you know, he's right up there with Eddie Van Halen or, you know, whoever you want to put him up with. And his name is George Lynch. And this is my mob of guys who band. What do you want to call it? The band, the Lynch band. Yeah. I mean, he you can't play and and george has fallen right into the trap you can't try to justify a legitimate decision 30 40 years ago to today's ridiculous society you just have to say that's the name of the band that's it it's it's dumb when you're no longer the lynch mob. It's dumb when they're no longer the Dixie Chicks. It's dumb when they're not whatever that other Georgia line was, the D D Dixie Georgia line or whatever that is. You know, all these people that are changing their fucking, 
you know, their their band names or whatever. They're they're stupid. It's dumb. There's no there's no two ways about it. It's dumb. And you know, George saying, "Well, I did this interview with the Village Voice, and the girl at the Village Voice only wanted to talk about this." Well, then why didn't you say, you know what, if we're not going to talk about music, which is what I am, a musician, then I'm going to have to end this interview. Well, not only am, you know, not only am I a musician, but my last given name, right, her name is actually Lynch. Does that make me a racist because my last name is Lynch? I didn't choose that. Yeah. That's what I was born as. Yeah. I I'm I was born as George Lynch. Mm-hmm. So yeah. should I change my name? Are you telling me that I should change my name because God forbid it has a quote unquote racist undertone? You know, that's ridiculous. It is. It's dumb. Maybe he should change his last name to Macaulay since Robin Macaulay's last name is really Lynch. Then they could be brothers. Yeah. They could be the Macaulay's. Exactly. And they're both on Frontiers, so it wouldn't shock me at all to see George and Robin McCauley making an album together, would it? No, that would be the next George uh, McCauley record. Yeah, we could call it um, call it GMG. Exactly. George McCauley Group. (laughs) (laughs) Why are people so afraid of words? I don't know. Everybody's afraid of words. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I again, I'm going to tip my hat to Anthony and uh, Opie and Anthony with the whole words hurt thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, they had a whole thing, a whole um, series or what do you want to call uh, a segment on their show called words hurt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just stupid. It is. It's dumb. All right. Is there something else? Well, do you want to play the um the new name? Yes, I I want to hear about the Wild West or the George, West. George Lynch in the New West. <laughs> the New West. All right, let's hear about that. Yeah, now this just came out of the blue. It was funny. Matt asked the question, and he just popped it up, and boy, did it take over on social media! Holy fuck, it's on Loudwire, it's on Blabbermouth. I was like, God damn it! Well, I want to hear about the New West because uh-huh. you know, obviously, George Lynch is too divisive. Yeah, well, you know the lynch mob is too divisive because you know, you know we we want to pinpoint where the lynch mob is pointed toward. It's not toward black people in the south. It's right. it's pointed toward the Clint Eastwood movies of the West. That's right. That's the way I see it. More stability in terms of having consistent output of music and touring with. Maybe one of your projects. Creatively, obviously, I mean, do you need to have uh, like these different, you know, outlets with your projects in order to satisfy your needs, you know, as an artist? Or would you maybe one day like to have more stability in terms of having consistent output of music and touring with maybe one of your projects, you know, or a new project in that sense? I've just fallen into the routine of just, you know, living a, adventurous musical life i really enjoy the fact that i have the luxury of being able to play with people that are that want to play with me that are you know bonafide cats from all genres and and uh i'm gonna take advantage of that because it's it's very rewarding it's why i'm here you know Mm -hmm. and you know i'll i'll kill all these projects and let somebody else sort it out at the end but uh, in the meantime 
um, I'm doing like, for instance, I'm doing the banishment, you know, I've been doing that for seven years and right. Victor and mm-hmm. this guy Devix and me and Hayes, this kind of a big industrial remixer guy that does all the programming and engineering. And it's way different, but it's freaking cool as fuck, man. I mean, it's just, I so get off on, we we're just working in here the other night. It's going to be coming out this year. Finally. Um, mm-hmm. again, it's a, you know, I'm sure there's going to be a subset of my fan base is going to hate. <laughs> it's still rock it's still heavy sure. it's tense for hell but i i you know whatever um by the way are you looking forward to that the industrial record of george <laughs> well i'm i'm looking forward to that as much as i enjoyed steven piercy's vertex right it should be good <laughs> I, I can't wait i can't wait to hear george lynch doing skrillex it's gonna be fantastic all right here we go I, you know, I, and then I, on the other side of that coin, I'll, I'll always have my touring entity. Um, it won't be Lynch Mob. I'm, I'm working with, I, I'm thinking of calling it George Lynch and the New West, which is a name. The New West is a name I've had kicking around since freaking the 80s. Mm-hmm. And I told some of my friends about it. And, and I'm recently kind of like searching for a new name for a touring entity. And, 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 and my one friend brought that up. He goes, what about the new west you keep that was a cool ass name i'm like you know what yeah i do like that george Lynch in the new west why not and uh so i think that might be what i'll use uh that's what i've been putting out there with my agent and uh and and and, and that way it'll give me the freedom to play a wider variety of stuff you know what's not just going to be lynch mob centric i mean we'll probably play some of that but you know and docking but also all kinds of other stuff you know i could just play anything i could change it up every night can't wait for that fantastic yeah. because you know when they put it on the marquee they're going to put up whatever george decides what it is tonight yeah. can't wait to hear those deep cuts from souls of we i've been waiting for those forever dude how, how long have you been waiting for that big microdot song i've been waiting forever <laughs> hey again i'm just gonna keep saying it george was was super fucking nice (laughs) you know that's all i want to just keep saying is is i wasn't sure what george we were gonna get i definitely didn't expect this guy but he was very very nice and very open well again when when i heard the clips that you sent me Mm -hmm. the first thing i thought was man george was really relaxed and very open and very you know whatever and and again i've had a 20 year i won't say a history but 20 years of you know rubbing elbows with george at various occasions Mm -hmm. and he has never been the most uh you know embracing kind of guy but but last year when i when i was out with them he was very friendly toward me and i was just like wow that's very cool because this is this is fucking george lynch yeah. this is george lynch he's on par in my opinion with uh with a uh, eddie van halen or or ingve malmstein or mm-hmm. wh- whoever you could think of from the 80s and it was very cool to um be on a friendly basis with him sure but you know do i agree with everything he says not necessarily but does that make me any less of a fan no 
I, I like what George does. I always will like what George does. I like the Lynch Mob records. Obviously, I like the Dokken records. You know, the guy is George Lynch. He He's a guy who's made an indelible impression on the world of hard rock and in heavy metal music, as it were. Sure. So there, there's no taking that away from him. That guy is very talented, and I appreciate the, his candidness, but I don't believe it. I just don't. Henry Lee Summer in the chat room. George is a modern day hero. He fights for the people. No, of course he does. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we're done for the night. What do you think? Yeah, I think so. We gave him extra two weeks in a row of bonus time. We did. Wow. All right. Well, we're going to get out of here. Uh, happy Easter to everyone who is a of religious faith and enjoys Easter and all that stuff. And mm-hmm. you know, happy uh, egg hunt and all that shit. Yeah. Uh, I got no plans for tomorrow aside from, uh, you know, doing what I do here domestically. Sure. I'm going and, to my mommy's house tomorrow for lunch dinner, I guess. Are you having some ham? some Uh Easter ham. I would imagine so. I don't even know. I just know I was told be there at 1230 for a clock feeding. Well, good for you. I will be doing that. All right. Well, since we're talking about George Lynch, I'm going to leave you with something from the uh, self-titled Lynch mob release featuring uh, Robert Mason on lead vocal. And since it is uh, Easter and we talked about tomorrow or which is actually today now, but uh, I'm going to leave you with dream until tomorrow. There you go. So until next Saturday night, this is Neely along with my very good friend. Uh, the new West. That's it. We're gone. Bye kids. See ya. All right. That was a lot of fun, wasn't it? And you know what else is a lot of fun? The CMS podcast network. That's right. CMSPN.com is the address. Make sure you go over there. Make sure you watch the episodes there. You listen to the episodes there and maybe you even just subscribe. So it's delivered to your phone to whatever podcasting software you use, but do it from CMSPN.com. Once again, CMSPN.com, CMSPN.com, CMSPN.com. We'll see you next time, fucks.